0: Meanwhile, at the What's On Joe Mine Publishing Center...
1: So, you will find this amusing. I don't have any sewing to do. What? Just kidding here!
2: How will you stab yourself while you're drinking?
1: <laughs> I am thinking of doing uh, Halloween decorations, like continuing the house decorations while we're doing this, but I also need to pay attention.
0: That would be nice. good. Usually guests appreciate that, too.
1: The stabbing and the occasional is okay, but me leaving the phone is not okay. Yeah.
2: I've been on What's on Joe Mind before. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Joe is a pioneer in that the old What's on Joe Mind was really more about the repartee this new one she's figured out a way to do slapstick on an audio podcast I don't know, I'll check the book later. I'm Mike Urzari, with me tonight, the effervescent and half-in-the-bag, Joe Colton. Hey, everybody. People were worried. I was getting notes like, what did you do to Joe? Why did Joe quit the show? You were were not on, like, what, two episodes in a row?
1: Yeah.
0: God forbid. God forbid Joe Colton gets a life.
1: I had a little Greek woman with me.
0: I know, I know. And, you She's you know, demanding. if you go back and you listen to that one I did with Mark and Bobby, they spare no attempt at a good thing I wasn't prepping for Dragon Con joke. Because <laughs> I know you don't listen to the show.
1: Nope. Hate the show. I don't mm-hmm. know why I'm on it. <laughs> You're a jerk. Checks all Would the boxes. Would you like to... Can we
2: please introduce our guest?
0: I guess we can. Long-time listeners will remember this man, but it's been a little bit since he's graced our airwaves. Ryan Drost from Star Joe's, check in.
2: Thanks for having me on. Wait, what about you? you haven't graced my airwaves yet either lately, so we're we're both at fault here, so.
0: I wasn't pushing play, <laughs> I'm just joking. For, for,
2: you are you know you are always well either of you are always welcome on Star Joe's. so we have a long history together, long fake rivalry because <laughs> listeners always seem to think that we are rivals of each other but we're not. <laughs> so, I,
0: I think it it just speaks that we are of equal levels of non success. Right, I right. That's just what it is. We get paired up in everybody's head.
2: We equally don't matter. <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs>
0: our relevance is. No is non-existent uh, at us at the same plateau right
2: no seriously though thanks for having me on i, I really appreciate it it's a long time coming to get back on one such own mind and we actually should make it a regular thing uh every once in a while and disappoint everybody on both sides
0: for real for a while we didn't have airwaves so it, right a lot of stuff <laughs> came off the rails at that point so it, believe me we're just happy to have airwaves again
2: on my end, there was a lot of okay. I guess I'm gonna record an episode by myself, <laughs> so that was the only way Star Joe's continued.
0: What there weren't enough former pencilists of GI Joe out there to scrounge up a quorum?
2: No, evidently not. Although, I will say, if we get Brian Shearer on one more time, he will be a, another co host that we will add to our list.
0: <laughs> See, there you go. I mean, all, all I just rip- keep
2: snatching them up.
0: <laughs> all you're missing at this point is what Rod Wiggum. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my god, I haven't seen him in ages.
2: <laughs> I'm working on Michael Golden right now, so we'll see if we can get him. Sure, why not? Brian Shear is good.
0: He's actually the guest of one of the episodes that is sitting somewhere in the dark cobwebbed corner of Godso's hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: if... I'm going have to hunt that man down.
0: Oh, I'm telling you. Don't get me started. <laughs> So, anyways, Ryan, we've we've got you on tonight. Uh, I wish it was just to blow smoke and BS, because as it is, we've we've been on the phone now for about 15 minutes, and it's been a nonstop outtake. Yes, which we will have to really get together and do some at some point. But you are here on a mission,
2: right? It was direct orders from General Hawk, so. So I am actually pursuing a lifelong dream of mine which is to create my own comic book. As many listeners of my show know and as you guys know, I long, long time comic book fan, decades and decades I obviously did a started a whole podcast centered around the Star Wars, G.I. Joe all the 1980s properties with a focus on comics. Uh, As we've established, I've also pillaged as many comic book creators as I could to have on the show and started making them co-hosts so they felt more obligated to come on more often. But at the end of the day, I have always wanted to write something, whether it be a book or a comic or something like that. And finally decided that, you know what, you're never too old to pursue a dream. And I I have tons of ideas of of different things that I wanted to do. But the thing that sparked this one was actually uh, my wife kind of give a brief backstory as to what happened that caused it was my wife has a, a nickname through some of the places she worked at of stealth hammer and she got through a few different sources and it, we always joke that it would make a great superhero well last year my wife had a milestone birthday and uh i decided when i was at baltimore comic-con to have her drawn as the stealth hammer and the artist did an amazing job and i gave it to her as a gift and she of course loved it And when I saw the drawing, I was like, wow, maybe this actually could be something. And the second I thought that, I was flooded with ideas of who this character was, what's her origin, what's her superpowers, who's her villains, who's her supporting cast, all this type of stuff. I was on vacation with my wife for her birthday and her and I are bouncing ideas off each other and I'm writing stuff down. I'm taking pictures of things that of like we're in a shopping area and I'm taking pictures of mannequins that have certain outfits on. Cause I'm like, I think this character would wear an outfit like that. And just constantly getting flooded with these ideas and I don't want to lose any of them. So I'm like putting them on my phone I'm I'm recording stuff. That's how I kind of knew I had a good, really good idea. And I have always been someone that I love. World building stories, uh, ones that start small and, and really expand out. Uh, I've been a fan of stories that have altered dimensions, have mixes of science and technology, have mixes that go along with mythology and mysticism. Uh, So if you think back in the 80s, you had He-Man and Thunder the Barbarian and things like that, where you kind of blended those two things together. And I started putting ideas like that together. And this really became, for me, a a love letter to all the things that I grew up loving in, in comics, in media. And it really became a passion project and I found an amazing artist. Uh, her name is Alexandra Scott. I actually met her through a G.I. Joe artist that you guys will know and love, which is Mr. Robert Atkins. She was actually a student of his. See,
0: there you go. Robert
2: connected. Yeah. Robert connected me with her and she had the style I was looking for. I was looking for something a little cartoony, uh, but still very detailed. Someone that could draw backgrounds. Cause there's a, a lot of important things in the background. We can talk about some of that stuff a little bit later. Yeah, she had the look I was going for and it's been great working with her. And so then we decided we're going to launch a Kickstarter because I'm paying for a lot of things out of my pocket but people don't know this but comics are very expensive to make. <laughs> so that they are. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and launch this Kickstarter, get the word out there and hopefully people can help me fulfill my dream and get something out of it because of that, too, so uh, because we have some really cool rewards that we're doing for it. So I can see
0: right now folks at home listening to this episode, all two dozen of them. And uh, going to Kickstarter right now, what is the official name of the project on Kickstarter that they can type into the little search bar and pull up your project?
2: So if they just type in Stealth Hammer, so it's S-T-E-A-L-T-H and Hammer, it's going to be the only thing that pops up it'll also say stealth hammer all ages superhero comic and this is an all ages comic and i know for a lot of people out there uh when they hear all ages they immediately think it's for kids and that is not the case i am actually making a true all ages comic meaning that i can read it you can read it i can give it to my niece's nephew and they can read it i can give it to my parents and they can read it and hopefully everyone would enjoy it i'm writing comics the way they were when i was growing up that i don't shy away from things it just means that yeah, my character's probably not going to be slashing people's throats on in the issue. But that doesn't mean I can't do creepy things. It doesn't mean I can't do intense moments and intense scenes and things like that. It just means that we're not going to go ultra-violent. We're not going to be cussing in the in the issue. But we can still deal with some pretty big events and have some really cool characters.
0: Or if they do curse, it'll have the little cartoony right. Yosemite Sam symbols.
2: Right, exactly. Because as we know, bleeping is fucking funny. Exactly. To give you an example though, too, is I have a character in the, the preview story that's on, uh, some of it's on Kickstarter already, and there'll be more coming, there's a character named Marzana. She is a deity of death from, of all places. She's a deity of death from Poland and she's creepy. She's just, she's, she's a creepy character. And my wife actually saw it and said, you said, this is an all ages comic. I was like, yeah, this is like an all ages comic, like Labyrinth or Dark Crystal where it could still give you some nightmares. <laughs> but the analogy I gave was, just think of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The boat ride is creepy as hell, but it's still considered a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so you've got a death goddess. Can I put a, give you an editorial note real quick? You need to sure. make sure that any death goddess comes
2: from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Such an ass. <laughs> so one of the things I actually did was even though I do have some nods to well-known mythological characters, I wanted to take characters from that maybe people haven't heard of from other cultures and stuff like that, and use them as as characters in this. And believe it or not, where I heard the name Marzana was, I was watching an episode of Mystery Science Theory 3000. They did a little song, a little ditty about a bunch of mythological characters. And I heard the name Marzana, and they kind of gave a short description. I was like, that's an interesting name. Looked it up. Found out who she was, and uh, I was like, yeah, that's that's going to be a villain for me. That's going to work. Made her my own, and she's got some, uh, these little hounds next to her. They're called wolf rats. They're exactly what they sound like. They're a blend of a wolf and a rat, and they're about hyena size. There's two pack leaders that she runs and controls, and their names are Bellabog and Chernabog, and those names are also mythological names. But I'm having fun taking these things that are true mythologies and turning them into real characters and real threats for my superhero. Her dad is a technology inventor gadget type guy. And so we get this science versus mythology. And then if, and the plan is for this to become eventually a series, this does become a series we'll start seeing the two blending together. So there's a lot of nods to this in the first issue, which is the one we're trying to get created by with this Kickstarter. So you see, a lot of little hints to things to come in the dialogue and in the background scenes that give hints that there's a much bigger world that we're going to be exploring. But I will say the first issue is a, is a one and done story. You get a full story. So it's not like it's we're going to leave you on a major cliffhanger or anything like that. You will get a full story. But then the idea is that I will take that one issue and shop it to some comic publishers and see if we can get an ongoing uh, or even a miniseries. So...
0: Good deal. And and if people want uh, more of a frame of reference, the Coyote characters you were talking about there, they are in the little five-page preview you've got posted at the Kickstarter.
2: Yes, they are. Uh, they absolutely are. As well as a character I think is going to become a fan favorite, and that's uh, Ari the Elf. I recently had the amazing opportunity to go to Iceland this past June, and that's when I was kicking around and writing ideas for this story. And in Iceland, about half the population believe in elves. And uh, I found this little character and learned a lot about mythology there as well. I found this little plush character, Elf, and I was like, that's my my Elf right there. And I found out Ari was an Icelandic name. I was like, that sounds like a great name for an Elf. He is your Yoda slash Jiminy Cricket, but crotchety and old. He trusts only himself, and he's the snarky one. But he's also a bit of the comic relief because of that. He is... 216 years old, which is a little nod to where I'm from. I am from the Cleveland area and that is the area code of Cleveland. So there's like little fun nods like that, but he is the one that helps the stealth hammer, which is her civilian name is uh, Jamie Taylor. He helps Jamie to find who she is and helps her on her hero's journey.
1: Is he the sidekick then?
2: Yeah, he's a bit of a sidekick, but also a bit of a mentor. He guides her where she needs to go, uh, but he is along for the ride as well. So yeah, he's he's that little humorous sidekick that is supposed to be guiding her and sometimes doesn't do a good job. My favorite thing too was when it came to him, and this happened a lot, was working with my artist. It really became a collaborative effort. She would draw something and it would spark an idea story-wise for me. So something I hadn't thought of and gave some depth to the characters. And one of the things with Ari that she did was she drew this character and she had him sitting in a carton of strawberry milk. And she sends it along to me. And really, the strawberry milk was meant to give, like, size perspective, like, how big he actually is. Because he's, he's a little guy. And I was like, oh, my God. I messaged her immediately. I said, what if this crotchety, snarky old elf, the only thing that makes him happy in life is strawberry milk? <laughs> what if that's the thing that just puts a smile on his face? And what if he actually gets drunk from drinking it? <laughs> like, he actually gets inebriated from drinking strawberry milk. <laughs>
0: Much like four year olds.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so then that sparked the whole idea that if this does become an ongoing series or even a mini series, there's going to be a whole story of Ari the Elf and how he is sent on this journey to help Jamie. And along that journey, he is going to discover strawberry milk. So
0: the Nesquik people are lining up their sponsorship dollars as we
2: speak. <laughs> absolutely. You got to think ahead, Mike. You absolutely have to think ahead. Absolutely. So. We,
0: we got lots of platforms. Lots of platforms.
2: That's right.
0: You know, in the movie, he'll be voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. We know this is going to (laughs) happen.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) It, It is a passion project, but there is, and like I said, there's a lot of nods throughout the story that they're nods to the things I grew up with and the things I love. So if you look at the preview pages on the Kickstarter, you'll see for sure when Jamie is hiking with Ari on her back. It is very much a nod to uh, Luke with Yoda on his back from Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that that there'll be little lines here and there that you'll also notice from things that I grew up and love. They're a love letter to the things that I've always enjoyed in my life. And the big thing for me, too, is to not cram too much. I'm not trying to make a Spider-Man 3 movie here where I'm trying to fit everything into one issue. I felt like little nods here and there will be, will be good. I will say for those that our longtime listeners of both of our podcasts, there will be a nod to something that What's on Joe Mind sparked for Star Joes. And that would be the RHP.
0: Naturally. Woo!
2: (laughs) So while it is an all-ages comic, and I cannot put what RHP stands for in the comic, (laughs) there is a scene with a bus, and on the side of the bus it will say RHP Transit. Nice.
0: (laughs) So... I got the single tier action going right now.
2: <laughs> and I will say, uh, as far as just to, to mention one of the rewards that's out there is I asked my artist if if she's good with likenesses and drawing likenesses of people. And she says, yeah. So we can put that as one of the rewards. It's one of the higher <laughs> dollar rewards. One of our listeners chose that one and he there's five characters in the story that I do not have. I don't know what they're gonna look like. And I was like, you know, this would be perfect. We can make this people that have helped back the Kickstarter. We can make them these characters. And there's a bus driver, there's two police officers, and there's two like men in black type characters that appear in the first issue. And one of the listeners of Star Joe's Knows the long history of RHP. He backed that one, and he goes, I want to be the bus driver. Because <laughs> he Rock, wants to Rock drive that bus. Rock
0: is your bus driver,
2: isn't he? What's that?
0: Rock Mestrangelo is your bus driver, isn't he?
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know it is. <laughs> of course he is.
0: Look, again, that's the name of his team in our fantasy football league. Right. Yeah. He's Mr. <laughs> RHP. Yes. He's, he's going to get a T-shirt with that made on it or something, isn't he? Oh, he totally is. He Mr. Totally HP in quotes, and then it'll be like attributed to me on the shirt. Well,
2: I did tell him I was like, I'm willing to bet no one else is going to want to be the bus driver, so you will have first dibs at that. So,
0: <laughs> I I could see him pulling off a, a mean Ralph Cramden.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're so we're doing, uh, that's one of the rewards. One of the other rewards that we're doing, and this one's near and dear to my heart because it's something that I always like that Kickstarters do, is at a $100 level, not only do you get the comic and uh, there's a variant cover that will be done, uh, just to let listeners know, there the variant cover that's going to be done by Robert Atkins himself. So that's pretty awesome. And then uh, there'll be, you know, there's stickers and prints and everything else. But at the $100 level, you also get a hardcover behind the scenes book. And that's being put together by myself with my wife's assistance. She's a graphic designer. So, you know, it'll look very professional looking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have tons of sketches and preliminary work that Alexandra and I worked on together. I went back and forth with and I've kept all that stuff and that stuff will go into that hardcover book. And uh, with a lot of detailed information as to what happened behind the scenes to create certain things, what, uh, where did the inspirations come from. And it'll also give a lot of those nods to uh, an information about where is this going and what can people expect. The only way to really know for sure where this story is going is to get that uh, behind the scenes book. Uh, I'm going to be putting a lot of hours into making sure that it is well worth the money for people. I like the story. I like that it's based on your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Really oh, she funny. loves that too. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: um, not only is, well, in the, the cool thing is it's not only based on my wife. So like you said, it's, it, it, there's a lot of stuff in there. That's love letters to stuff I grew up with, but it's also a love letter to my family and, and everything as well. Um, so while it is a superhero story and it's, it's very bold and big in scope, it also has those moments because they say you write what you know. And so I wrote characters that I knew the main character is based on my wife. She has this attitude of never giving up. In fact, something my wife says, and I actually, it is the mantra or the slogan of the main character. It's like her battle cry is, that's not how this story ends. So anytime someone thinks they can't do something or they want to give up or, oh, forget it. That's not going to happen. She has always said, that's not how the story ends. And uh, so I actually use that as this character's main line in the story. She does have a boyfriend in the story. She's a college student. The the character, not my wife. Uh, <laughs> the character. I is a got college, awkward a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> the character is a college student. She has a boyfriend. The boyfriend is loosely based on me. He is awkward and, and clumsy, He's much like I am. Based on you. <laughs> uh, he does look a lot like me. A little unintentional, but also a little bit intentional as well. Character idolizes her grandmother, who is kind of like a Indiana Jones type character who travels the world, trying to help people. As the story will unfold, our main character finds out that her grandmother and her father and really the whole lineage of her family is part of this bigger legacy. So I actually named the grandmother after my wife's mother. And then uh, we started going through her, her mom's big into genealogy. So she loves looking up family history and everything else. So we actually have a copy of that genealogy book. And I started, I said, well, let's go through some of the family names. And I said, I need a name for the father. I need a name for the uncle who are in the first issue. So she mentioned the name Everett. And I was like, Everett, that sounds like a good doctor name. Like if you walked into a Dr. Everett Taylor, that sounds like a good guy. Just mm-hmm. has that ring to it. The uncle, however, is not a good guy. So we started going through more names and we came across the name Alexander. And I was like, Dr. Alexander Taylor. That guy sounds like a jackass. So <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so and I will say Taylor is also her mother's maiden name, is my wife's mother's maiden name. See, so no, that's why we went with Taylor.
0: A, you missed a good chance there to to throw your reference to Chuck in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't worry, Chuck will be showing up at some point, I'm sure. But yeah, so we did that. We also fit into the story my pup, who uh, we have a new dog right now. We did lose our pup, Hannah, a little over a year ago. So I made her a character in, in the story. And so Jamie's has a pet dog, and its name is Hannah. And she makes a couple appearances. She makes an appearance in the preview five pages, and she also makes an appearance in the main story. She'll have a role to play in the story as well. My current dog's name is Aria, and I named our dog aria after i named the elf so i didn't name the elf after my dog and nor did i name my dog after the elf but it just happened to work out that way <laughs> so <laughs> so in a way both my dogs that i've owned with my wife appear in the, in the story so there is a lot of nods to my family and where i live and what i grew up with as well as all the stuff uh that i grew up with all the fun 80s stuff and comic books i grew up with so
0: he totally named his dog after the elf <laughs> Not a, yeah, not a question. Not a question. <laughs> so we'll get let's um, get to the nuts and bolts a little bit real quick. Yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah. I want to give you a few minutes to – I know you have another yes. interview later tonight. I want to give you a few minutes to at least prepare for that. Oh, right yeah. Now, I'm
2: kissing babies shaking hands and everything really for this <laughs> one. Oh. Kissing I, babies. <laughs> I've, I've got
0: it up on screen right now. I yeah. know you launched this a few days ago. We are currently, and and this will be a little bit different by the time everybody gets to hear it. I'll I'll get this out as quickly as possible. Uh, 18 days to go. You have a goal of $12,750, and currently we are just over $4,000 of the way there. So we need to get this out, and we need to increase the antenna signal as much as possible. And we'll certainly have a link to this in our description, and we certainly encourage everybody who's hearing this to to not only support the project, but to share that as well and and just get this out to as much of the the comic book public as you get in contact with.
2: I appreciate that because that's definitely the the thing I want to get out there is that even if this is not something of interest to you, and I do encourage people to just check it out, but even if it's not something of interest to you, send it out to people that you think would be interested in it. There's a lot of people out there that don't really I, I've found this out by even doing this Kickstarter. There's a lot of people that don't understand Kickstarters, they don't know what they are. There's a lot of people that don't even know comics are still being made. So if you share it with people, I am happy to answer any questions if anyone wants to reach directly out to me through either through the Kickstarter or you can find me on Facebook. Um, you can also email my podcast which is Starjo's podcast at gmail.com You can send an email there. I'm happy to answer and help in any way in regards to that. But yeah, getting it out there is really the big thing. I have been working tirelessly. I feel like I'm working a second job that I'm just not getting paid for yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've been doing podcasts. I've been emailing comic book websites. I've been reaching out to people I know that are in the industry to help get the word out there. So that's if you don't want to or cannot do anything to back this. I completely understand. However, the big thing I would ask you to do is to share it with the people that you know, because there might be someone out there that would really love something like this.
0: And also, I can hear our listeners saying to themselves, but Mike, how much of a financial commitment are you signing me up for? And that's a good question, because in the world of Kickstarters, you know, folks that listen to our shows, they're more used to thinking in terms of action figures. Where we're looking at 20, 25, 30, 35 or more per unit in this case. Your Kickstarter doesn't have any kind of commitment like that. We're looking at a $3 pledge gets a digital copy of the story. Mm -hmm. And uh, according to your site here, your, your setup, the name will appear on the thank you page in the issue. Yep. A $5 pledge gets a print copy and a digital copy and your name appears in the in the back issue of, of the comics. So right there, if you like digital comics, 3 bucks. If you like having paper right. in your hands like I do, 5 bucks. You're right. spending that on coffee.
2: Right. A lot of times you're spending that on a comic right now anyways. So, yeah, uh, if, if, and if that's what I based on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you're lukewarm on this. If you have that, well, maybe, maybe not, it's 5 bucks.
2: Yeah. Can't hurt, yeah. right? Right.
0: You, you don't necessarily have to buy it again, even, but it's it's five dollars, so it's it's pretty low risk. Even if you buy it and you don't like it, it's five
2: dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. No excuses. And I do want no like to throw out there because some people do see Kickstarters out there their, and they uh, and for comics and everything else, and some of them vary in prices and everything else. So I always like to throw out there just to give people an idea why I'm setting the goal where it's at. Some creators do their own writing and their own drawing. If I did my own drawing, uh, I'm an okay artist, but you would get just a crappy comic, to be perfectly honest, because it's not going to be the quality that I want to make sure you get with this story. So I have to pay for an artist. Alexandra is amazing, but she is being hired by me to do this. So it pays for her artwork and that, you know, any good artist is not going to be cheap and it pays for the printing of not only the comic itself, but it pays for the printing of some of the rewards. I made sure i did good quality but also still being cost effective for for people out there uh there's also shipping costs which let's face it shipping is not getting any cheaper and then there's a couple of things that people don't realize when it comes to kickstarters is kickstarter takes a, almost 10 percent off the amount that you made off your kickstarter mm-hmm. so they're taking they're gonna be taking about 1200 off right off the top right away and then it is considered income which means that I have to also pay taxes. So I'm trying to cover for as much of the taxes as I can as well. But at the end of the day, I'm probably going to still have more money that has to come out of my pocket to make sure everyone gets the rewards. And I'm okay with that. I just want to make sure that this story gets made and that it gets out to people that can really enjoy it. And that's honestly, that's the most pure way I can put it, is that I am creating this story because I think people would enjoy it.
0: We're recording this on October 2. We've got 18 mm-hmm. days left on the Kickstarter. So it's October 20 or, yeah, Sunday, October 20 at 8 p.m. Central is when this one closes. So about two and a half weeks from when we're recording. Hopefully by the time we get this up, there's still going to be two weeks and change for everybody to get over to Kickstarter and look for the Stealth Hammer and get their $5 or more. There's lots of great packages available if you want to donate more. What you were talking about with the getting yourself in the comic, that's $200?
2: Yep, you'll still get the comic and all the variant cover, all that type of stuff will still come with that. There's a lot of stuff you can read in there. So yeah, there's the 200 level. Uh, There's also for those, you know, because I don't know who's out there listening, there is a $550 level, which that will get you everything possible, including the original artwork for the variant cover. Because with this, my artist that I have, she works digitally. So there's not a lot of original artwork, which is why we also did some print levels. So you can get some limited print run on Uh, some 11 by 17s or even by 5 by 8 images, Uh, but there's not a lot of original artwork. But since our buddy Robert does work in paper and pen, he is doing the variant cover and he is willing to give up that variant cover original artwork to someone if, if they want to do that. And if anyone knows Robert's artwork, it is absolutely incredible. It's super detailed and it's highly valuable. But you also still get the behind the scenes book, you'll get the, you know, you're going to get all the other stuff that came before it as well. So we're trying to really make for anyone that's going to get that one item, that one amazing item that that it is going to uh, get everything they could possibly want from this. So, but yeah, to your point, I'm just as thrilled with someone that's doing the $3 level as I am with someone that does the $550 level. So, and there's a a whole slew of things in between.
0: Yeah. Get yourself over to Kickstarter and check that out and figure out which, which pledge option works for you. Remember with Kickstarters, if we don't make the goal, then you don't get charged. So it's exactly. There's no risk to your money whatsoever. You're either going to get what you wanted to pay for, or you're not going to give up anything at all.
2: So. Exactly. That's a big thing too, that I always like to make sure for those that are not familiar with Kickstarters, because I have friends who I'm still trying to point out to them that they are not charged anything until October 20th. And that is only if I reach my goal. So I tell them, go ahead and put in for whatever you want now. And they're like, well, oh, I want to wait till payday. I'm like, I'm not charging you anything right now. You only, <laughs> you, you only get charged on October 20th. And that is only if I reach my goal. Of course, I want people to pledge what they realistically will be able to afford and do by October 20th. But you can put in now for that amount for whatever reward works for you. And you don't have to worry about if you have the money right now, you just have to have the money by October 20th.
0: So there you go, Joe Colton. You don't have to sacrifice your mortgage payment to make that $550 <laughs> pledge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
1: to put you as the bus <laughs>
2: And I did intentionally do that as well, uh, making sure that it ended in the middle of a month because I do know that, you know, usually beginning of the month, it's a lot tighter for people. So there was a lot of methods to my madness when I was launching this. Absolutely.
0: Again, five bucks to get a a copy of this in your hands. It's how you do it with comic books. You go one issue at a time, but that means we have to sell a lot of individual issues. So like I said a few minutes ago, make sure if you're hearing this, just go to our page, if nothing else, or go to the Star Joe's page. Just find where we've got the write-up on this this Kickstarter, on this episode, and click share. That doesn't yep. cost you anything I, at all.
2: And I will say Stealth Hammer is on all the social medias. There is a Stealth Hammer Facebook page, there's a Stealth Hammer Instagram, and there's a Stealth Hammer Twitter page. So you can also find it that way as well.
0: Excellent. Ryan, we're, we're coming up on the top of the hour. Like I said, I wanted to get you out of here give you a couple minutes to, to at least get ready for, for rehashing this for whoever you're talking to next. <laughs> but thanks so I much for joining it. us tonight, man. I, I'm sorry we couldn't get you in sooner. I had some family stuff going on that, that made that a little bit difficult. But
2: hey, I appreciate that you did it at all. I was going to be extremely thrilled if you just mentioned it on the show. So having me on to actually promote it and, and talk about where it all came from and, and what it is, I am forever in your debt for that. And I'll I'll reward you by having you on my show, and and I don't know if that's a reward or a punishment, but mm. we'll <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> no but we'll see if we can make some more uh, some more what's on Joe mind, star Joe's memories in in the future. So.
0: Absolutely, it's uh, we've we've got to build on that RHP tradition some more.
2: Absolutely, um. absolutely.
0: <laughs> what I need you to do though is to when you get this printed, I need you to take a copy of it and ask Larry Hama for a signature. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Mr. Hama, will you sign my stealth hammer?
2: <laughs> He'll look at it and go, I didn't work on this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And
0: then wish him a happy Arbor Day. But, yes.
2: And I will say, I, I've mentioned this on the show before, but my wife, to give you an idea of how amazing she is and why she deserves to have a superhero created based on her. One year, Larry Hama went to Virginia Con and my buddy John, who I do the show with, John Thurman, he said, you're not gonna believe this, but Larry's wearing the Star Joe's t-shirt you gave to him years ago. And I said, oh man, you gotta get a picture of him wearing that. And he goes, ah, I'm, I'm his travel person. I don't I feel that would be unprofessional of me to ask that and so stuff. I was like, John, I would do it for you. And John just refused. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So I tell this story to my wife. She looks up where Larry's gonna show up next, and it's at this comic shop. And she sends a message to that comic shop and says, can you get this message to Larry when he's there? And she gives her her email address and everything else. And all she asks him to do is if he he will put on the Star Joe's t-shirt and take a selfie (laughs) and send it to her in an email. And she explained why and everything else. And he did. And he sent it, and it's framed. Uh, she gave it to me for Christmas that year, and it, it's framed. It sits right behind my microphone here. I have a picture of Larry Hama wearing the Star Joe's T-shirt. And, staring uh staring at you. Just staring at me. He's, he's just <laughs> looking at me like, you're doing a good job, boy. You're doing a good job. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Urging you on. Right, exactly. But that is just one example of many things that my wife has done to support me in my geekdom throughout the years and, uh, and my love of Joe and and everything else. So
0: she truly is uh, the stealth hammer.
2: She truly is a stealth hammer. She really is a superhero. So
0: it's not just a comic book. It's, it's a biography.
2: That's right. (laughs) I don't want to face her fists of fury though. No,
0: hell no. Or her (laughs) elves. Make sure she keeps the elves away. They kind of freak me out. That's right. <laughs> Joe Coldner, have but, you drunk enough to see elves yet?
1: Hey, stop calling Wes an elf. They're not nice. Wow. <laughs> but no. I am going to make him an elf sweater.
2: That was uncalled for.
1: Christmas, for. he doesn't know.
2: <laughs> I can't. I, there has to be photos. There better be photos. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: I will send you guys photos. You can't yeah. tell him, Mike.
0: Look, you're the one who just said it on a podcast.
2: <laughs> he doesn't to
0: our podcast. Uh, well, no, no sane person would. But if he does <laughs> happen to listen to that one just just on a lark, you're the one who let the cat out of the bag. Right. <laughs> I know. Jo- Joe Colton wi-
2: Joe-,
0: Joe Colton winds up with a guy who doesn't collect G.I. Joe.
2: I know. Of all the
0: things. Wow.
2: Listen, I collect enough for the both of us. It's fine.
0: Our collective fanboy population the creepy ones that send you the unwanted messages and from loser town they're all banging their heads against a wall right now. <laughs> Ryan, you got anything else? You, you got any last oh, last minute notes before we we kick you out and send you on your way?
2: I do not. I just really appreciate it. I'm thrilled to be back on What's on Joe Mind and the just the last note would be uh, again, go check out the Kickstarter and share it with as many people as you can.
0: Hey, man, anytime. Door is always open for you. Just if you're going to do an episode of What's on Joe Mind, just make sure one of us is on it. Right. (laughs) I'll I'll just take past
2: episodes and insert (laughs) your guys' responses
0: (laughs) or or just play our old episode and put your responses on top of that. Even better.
2: Yeah, I'll do something like that.
0: You're reacting with, hmm, and ah, to five-year-old news. That'd be fantastic. I am so
2: going to do that in the near future. You know I'm going to.
0: <laughs> I think Drost's finally gone off the deep end, boys. Yeah, sounds like it. Oh, yeah. Find us another old G.I. Joe artist to replace him. <laughs> Ryan Drost, it's been a pleasure. You Thank a, you very a, much. A great rest of the evening. Thank you so much for being our guest here on Special Edition 64. Of what's on oh, Joe nice. Mind. Head on out to Kickstarter and support the Pledge Hammer today. Do it now. You don't have any excuses. It's $5. Do it now. Good night, everybody. All right. jump in there just so people think you're on this episode
1: i am on the episode i was just drinking i almost choked (laughs) um